0: listening to the art of fulfillment podcast we interview the world's most fulfilled people to share with you the strategies techniques and ideas that can help you master your own art of fulfillment life isn't about external success it's all about fulfillment or in other words how you feel about yourself when you are by yourself What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Art of Film podcast, featuring the amazing co-host Ryan Wilson on here. These are my favorite episodes to do, I will say for sure, for fucking sure. Let's go! Yes, let's fucking go, man. Um, and it's funny too. I just said let's fucking go, and we were talking about cursing and everything on this show right beforehand. But that's a whole topic for another episode. But um, anywho, I'll probably just cut that out. Um, how you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Uh, life is good. Um, I've been, been very, very busy lately, but busy is, is a really good thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing really well. I'm, I'm feeling really good. How are you?
0: Dude, I'm fantastic. And uh, yeah, man, everybody give a congrats for Ryan. He's making some traction in his business, which is fucking amazing, dude, for real. Like, and that's, I think it goes back to not only what we're going to talk about today, but what we have been talking about, like in terms of discipline, um, in terms of, you know, cutting out porn, like anything that we've talked about in this podcast has contributed to not only your success, but like your fulfillment and everything. So I definitely want to recognize you, give you a shout out to the listeners for that. But uh, yeah. I, I'm doing, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking sugarcoat a man today. It was a shitty day. I was, we were talking about this beforehand. And the reason why I say that is because even though, you know, I'm on this podcast and I say like, I'm, you know, I'm always like the motivational guy and and giving out all this shit, like. I've realized like, you know, some, sometimes you just have bad days. Like, you know, emotions. Everybody's doing, man. We're, we're
1: all, we're all going to have ups and downs. You know, it's not. It, you're lying. If you're saying that you're, you're fine all the time or that everything's always picture perfect, it's just not the truth.
0: Right. and And that's the thing I fucking hate about social media. And I guess we won't go into the deep rabbit hole on this, but cause it's a topic for another time, but just, just as a reminder to everyone here is. You know, when you're listening to me or Ryan or you're looking at our content on Instagram and we're like hyping you up, like giving these tips, like showing our shining moments, like just know that like not only highlight real, highlight real, highlight real. Exactly. It's a highlight reel. And not only do we have our bad days, but every single person that you see on Instagram has their bad days. Like I know that for a fact. Um, and so I say that not to lambast anyone, but to just recognize that when you're having a bad day, be careful not to compare yourself against what you see on social media. Um, and also just like, don't, if you follow us, like, don't think that we, you know, have every single day feeling fulfilled. There's some days where you feel like shit that is just it. But Anyways, on that tangent, um, it kind of relates to what we're talking about today because this is something, you know, that that does relate to, you know, feeling like shit and what's one thing that, you know, you can do to, quote unquote, alleviate that thing, right? And that is drinking and drugs and- and All things drinking and drugs right now. That's what we're about to talk about. Exactly. All things drinking and drugs. Now, before, like I- get any shit because i i can already hear from the listeners being like okay you talked about no porn you talking about like no alcohol and drugs like what the fuck is this like are you just telling us like not have fun no here's the thing the fucking thing is that we're contrasting here we're contrasting ryan he still drinks he's i mean he's on 75 hard now so he's not drinking but if he wasn't on in a a normal world he still drinks um you know he still has his fun me i definitely
1: enjoy a nice beer every here and there that is for sure
0: Absolutely. And for me, I took the stone cold route of just like complete sobriety and it's not to say that one is better than the other It's just different strokes for different folks into each their own. Um, and as cliche, it is, it's true. You got to figure out what's best for you, but regardless, both of us have taken the approach to assess, you know, our own destructive patterns when it came to over drinking, toxic drug use, um, using just to use and just alleviating things that um, really were just short-term fixes and not only short-term fixes, but detrimental to our health, to our fulfillments, to the way that we function, our relationships, the whole nine yards. And so this episode is going to be dedicated to basically um, having you just asking yourself, is you know, drinking and drugs, are those things that I'm doing really knocking me off the path of fulfillment? Um, Because most people don't recognize. I mean, it's such a cornerstone of our culture, right? To go out and drink on the weekends and have fun and all those things. But if we don't check those things, usually it can lead to underlying problems that we don't really know that we had. So we're going to talk about how you can monitor those things, how you can assess those things for yourself. What action steps you can take from the stone cold sober view of me and also the I don't want to be absent and I still want to have fun and everything like that from Ryan and then some actionable tips that you can take at the end of the podcast as always. So that's what we're talking about. Ryan, anything you'd like to add on that? Exactly, man. I mean, that's, that's,
1: that's exactly it. I definitely, definitely don't condone uh, getting, getting completely out of your mind, belligerent drunk, things like that. But uh, I definitely do get drunk here and there. I want to make that very evident. Uh, I don't say that it's, it's not necessarily a horrible thing to do if it's kept in check, but that's what we're going to be talking about because a lot of the times it, it, you go overboard and, and we're some, there are some circumstances when you know that you're going, when you might not know actually that you're going overboard, but that's, what we're going to be elaborating on how, how to really understand that you're going overboard in drinking drug use because I mean, Joe and I have both been to, to both places. I could tell you that much so.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think to give some listeners some context, I mean, you know, they probably know a little bit about our backstories, probably heard your episode and my episode and our stories, but just to kind of give a context of like where we came from and why we're talking about this today, um, I think it'd be cool if we just kind of share a little bit, yeah, a little more details about our backstory. So you want to go first and kind of share your
1: experience? I'm, I'm, I'm in for it, man. So I was, uh, I, when I was in like seventh, eighth grade, I was that guy that was like, I'm never gonna do drugs. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna drink. I'm never gonna do drugs. That's totally not me. Even maybe early high school, I was just like, that's that's horrible stuff. Uh, but even that, even during that time, I was actually on drugs, but not really realizing it because I'd been on them for such a since such a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was taking antidepressants. I was taking, uh, and even for more time than that, I was taking uh, like vivance, Adderall, Ritalin, uh, all types of ADHD medicine since I was like, I don't know, eight years old. Since I like really couldn't make my own decisions. And, uh, and then from there, uh, about maybe junior year, maybe, uh, yeah, I think it was like the first month of my junior year of high school, I started drinking and kind of just went progressively up and up and up from there until, uh, until college where like it it, it really, I really took off. And um, uh, obviously during that time that those late high school and college years, I was experimenting with the not a crazy amount, but uh, definitely a crazy amount of certain drugs, certain like local, like a, smoking a lot of weed, uh, just engaging in behavior that i shouldn't be uh, and, and, and and that's that's pretty much it so I was definitely definitely smoked definitely a big pothead like in my past um, but i I never actually really really indulge in hard hard drugs, but I mean I guess if you if you I think it's pretty frick it's pretty damn hard that I was in, taking Adderall for 10 years. Uh, that's pretty fucked up, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I think Joe's pretty similar. I mean, I know Joe's pretty similar. Joe, what, what do you got?
0: Yeah, man, dude. Appreciate you sharing that and the open, openness and honesty that you bring to table with that. I mean, it's, it's, and it's awesome to see where, you know, you are now versus that person that you were. And although, you know, actually we, we did know each other personally very, very briefly, but like we didn't know each other personally. And um, it's just so- we were, cool. I think from what I remember, we were both- the fucked up, like out of our mind, like really
1: like jumping out of the seat kind of kid.
0: Like, yes. that's
1: all I remember from from uh, from being kids. But yeah,
0: fuck yeah, and that's why we get along now today so well. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, so my story is is very similar to Ryan's in the fact that I was um, you know diagnosed with ADHD when I was in fifth grade, prescribed Adderall, and basically took it from. Um, fifth grade all the way up to, um, I would say, was it November of 2018? Yeah. So November of 2018 um, was the last time that I took it. And uh, I was straight up addicted to it. Um, At first, I did not realize that I was addicted to it um, because I was taking it and it was helping me out, right? Like I was getting good grades in school. I was finally behaving because as Ryan said, it was, we were we were both, and I, you know, too, was definitely the person who was bouncing off the walls, couldn't stay focused, was, you know, the crazy typical ADHD kid, right? You're like, oh, that kid's got fucking ADHD. You would see that, you would know it. And so when I took the Adderall, it would help me to succeed, to fit in, to feel normal. And uh, it helped me. So I think subconsciously what that did was it gave me the first hint towards like, you know, if you take certain amount of drugs, it's going to make you feel a certain amount of way. Right. And then, so that dived into uh, around the same time as you, I, I would think it was like more like freshman year of high school for me, freshman year of high school, I started to drink. And, uh, I I love the way that I felt when I was drinking and, um, that led to even more drinking and more drinking, really, really heavy drinking, um, starting in junior year, like getting just plastered every weekend. Um, and then I started to get into marijuana, started to smoke weed almost every single day of my life. Um, and then, uh, got into some hard drugs senior year, um, MDMA, like just not even going to sugarcoat it, like was doing that. And, um. And then college, it kind of blew up a little bit. Um, Freshman year, especially it's interesting because freshman year, I actually stopped taking Adderall regularly, but people are like, oh, so then you weren't addicted. Well, instead of taking the Adderall, I was actually indulging in other hard drugs. So um, my brain was still fucked up regardless, um, you know, doing very similar stimulant kind of drugs um, in freshman year, experimenting with all that going hard. And then um, sophomore year, I got back on the Adderall every single day Um, was still drinking a little bit, but then this is when I started to find the breakdown in my life um, from all these things. Um, Not only a breakdown physically, but emotionally, mentally, in my relationships, in my work, in the way that I treat other people, in the way that I treated myself. And it culminated into me hitting you know, my rock bottom. And um, it was one of the things that I had to assess um, and take the best step forward for me. And I'm glad that I did. And um, it was a big wake-up call for me. Um, luckily I caught it before it got really detrimental in my life. And that is something that I hope to do in this episode is to give you the steps so you can catch it before it gets to something too detrimental in your own life. Um, and that's why we're here today. So that's my story. That's my backstory in terms of that. Um, but now let's get into the actual meat and potatoes of the podcast, right? Or if you're a fucking keto person, meat and butter. Um, so (laughs) you like that one, right? So, um, yeah. So in terms of like finding the signs and asking yourself, because like, listen, if you're drinking right now, again, we're not going to tell you to stop drinking. We're not going to tell you to stop smoking weed. Like, and it's not to say that if you don't do these things, you're not going to be successful. I mean, look at Joe Rogan. He smokes fucking so much weed. He does DMT. He does all this shit, and he's is, he is who he is today. Um, not to say that it's direct causation, but you know what I'm saying. The point here. So, anyways, Ryan, what would you say is like one of the first things that people should ask themselves if they are drinking if they are smoking if they are partaking in drugs to really assess that if it's something that's going to lead to fulfillment or if it's something that's totally fine and in line with you know what they want to do and and the path that they want to be on you know from your own experience and what you've seen in other people all right so first
1: of all um like i said i have nothing wrong with uh with doing both in moderation but what is moderation right so when I when I was drinking and when I was uh, smoking at like my the, the height of things like I would say maybe freshman year of college um, these weren't recreational endeavors this was a li- this was a this was a lifestyle this was uh, you know drinking six days a week smoking six to seven days a week like all the time um, uh, and I think that like obviously it's one thing to go out on the weekend even I mean I mean every week twice a week is still a lot uh, to go out every weekend and do it but if you, if you're going more than once or twice a week, you got to be thinking about why am I doing this each time? So, so like when I was drinking and smoking seven days a week, like I didn't, I didn't, I just wanted to be in an altered state of consciousness. I, I didn't, I didn't have any, um, I didn't like who I was. I didn't like what, I mean, I knew what I was doing was incredibly fucked up, but like, I just wanted to be in an altered state of consciousness and not think about anything else. So like, that's what, that's what I went to do. But I think that once you get above, um, a certain level whether it's you know two three four days a week um of, of of doing this thing like numerous times a day whether it's you know smoking drinking whatever um then then that becomes a problem like and, and anybody that's going to tell you hey man i smoke weed every day and and that's that's totally fine hey you know what man like if you're using it to go to sleep or something or you have some kind of like uh, uh underlying like thing whether it's uh like you, you can't sleep well and you take your CBD pills or something like that. Like, yeah, man, I get it. But like, just like anything in the world, like you, if, if it's done in excess, that's not, that's not a realistic choice. You can't drink every day and say that you're not an alcoholic. You can't smoke every day and say that you don't have a problem. Guess what, buddy, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. And you, that's when you have to, the first thing you have to do is, is understand that you do and admit it because, because, and, you know, like you could still function and do some of these things. You could presumably smoke weed every day and, and be a functional human being and go to work and, and do well. But but that doesn't mean it's not an issue. So, I mean, I, I definitely think if it's more than a recreational basis and you're coming home to do it after work or or, or just to get away from uh, your own thoughts or if you, if you think something negative, you automatically result to picking up the bottle or or picking up that joint. That's like the first key, obviously, yeah. right? Like, that's like the, that's like the, the, the baseline. That you, you might want to reevaluate here. You, you definitely need to look at what you're doing in the grand scheme of things. I mean, what do you think?
0: Yeah, no, that's an excellent, excellent point. And I love how you mentioned that aspect of picking up the bottle all the time, you know, when you're coming home from work or picking up the joint or having those things because my my thing behind, you know, the – Action of doing something, and and again, you know, in moderation, it's okay to do this. But it's like, what's your number one motivation behind doing it? Because I think the first step is like you said, one hundred percent. Like, how many times are you doing it a week, right? And that's not to say like if, if you're doing if you're smoking weed every day or if you're drinking a glass of wine every day, like that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad problem in and it itself. It's just the first step to say, hey, like check yourself first if you haven't in the past. And I think that's like great because. Um, it could signify something. I think the next step to go deeper into that. And I think you would agree because it relates into how we went through this process is assessing the motivation behind why you're doing the thing that you're doing, the motivation behind why you're token up the motivation behind why you're drinking, you know, four beers after you come home from work. What is that motivation? Yes. In the end of the day, whenever you're picking up a joint or you're, you're hitting that bong or you're, um, you're ultimately drinking, you know, to yourself, you want to escape right? And that's fine to do every once in a while. I'm not saying you shouldn't escape. I mean, escaping is fine. But when you're escaping every single day of your life, that's I think when it becomes a problem. Because there's so many things like from there. Number one, it shows that, you know, if you're escaping from life all the time, that means you're probably not enjoying the reality and the presence of what's going on on a normalized basis. Now again, I'm not saying that every single day should be fucking rainbows and butterflies and fucking marshmallows. But in the end of the day, like the point of life is to enjoy life. It's to be fulfilled. And so if every single day you're trying to escape from that experience, that means in and itself that you have a problem living in your current experience, whether it's something going on in your personal life, your emotions, your job, whatever it is, there is something that you want to escape from, from your state of consciousness in order to be distracted from it, to look away from it, to go into this place of fabricated feelings of Fulfillment, and I say that in air quotes because it's not real fulfillment, it's just fucking fake, and, and it's immediate so, gratification, too. I mean, that's exactly immediate gratification. So, know, another
1: thing is, yeah, keep going, keep going.
0: No, no, you got it, you got it. Uh, like, like you, you were
1: talking about what's your motivation behind these things, I and mean, another major key, blatantly obvious when you don't know your motivation, you're just coming home because it's a habit. Hey, man, that's when you know you got an issue, right? That's exactly what I did, I'm sure that's what you did in the past, you just come home. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, I have some pot sitting over here. Uh, like there, there's half a beer over here, you know, and maybe I'll take a shot. Like, dude, like if it's just a habit like that and you don't really know why you're doing it, that's when you know you have
0: a problem too. Dude, fuck. That was an excellent point, man. Great, great point. Because a lot of people don't question their habits. They don't question why they do it. And that's, I think, what eventually leads people down the rabbit hole with these things, right? To, you know, moving on to higher drugs, like, you know, becoming alcoholics, um, smoking weed at the detriment of all these other things is because you don't question why you're doing the things. You just kind of like take it as face value. Um, where in the end of the day, I think, uh, again, just taking this step to pause and ask yourself, why am I doing this thing? Not just with drinking and smoking but with anything that you do in life, right? Because like, think about it, even going to your job is something that you should assess. Like, why am I doing this? Like, and even if you're on the right path, asking yourself why you're doing that is going to remind yourself, okay, yeah, I'm here because this is aligned with who I am. But if you ask yourself that question and you find yourself being like, oh, I'm doing this because I'm escaping or I'm doing this because society told me to do this or I'm doing this just because I don't really like my life right now. That is the first sign right? Like that's the first sign to do it. Um, For sure. Like in terms of doing the work when I say do it. So yeah, I think when you assess that motivation, that's going to tell you a lot. Now I understand when you assess that motivation, if you say right now, it's like, oh, I'm doing it to escape my life. Oh my gosh, my life is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. I always preface these things. And let me tell you, it's never easy to discover these things. When you discover the shit about yourself, it's always hard. It's always hard to look at your inadequacies, but in the end of the day, what you really should do is just look at this as a sign of excitement. It's the point of where you're at now and you can always get better. You can always change. You can always ultimately see this is where I am now. And I know I can get out of there. It's not going to be permanent. So let me just remind you, if you are in that place, listening to this right now, being like, fuck, I drink to escape. Like, I don't like my life. Know that you can change that first and foremost. And that gets rid of a lot of the anxiety because a lot of the anxiety that comes out of it is that it's permanent. For example, I have something going on in my life right now and you know, I'm just piecing together right now that the anxiety I was feeling was because I thought it was going to be something that I couldn't get bounced back from and couldn't change. Fucking bullshit. You survived all of your bad days. You've gotten through all the bad shit. So if you're in a place right now that's causing you to drink and smoke, see that as a place of like, I can get out of this and that's going to help. So I just want to preface with that. So just to kind of recap what we were saying here, because that was a little bit of a tangent is number one, assess how many times you're doing it per week. Number two, assess the motivation behind it and really ask yourself, why am I doing this thing? Why am I picking up the bottle? Why am I picking up the joint? Why am I smoking? Why am I using drugs? And then ultimately take it from there. What would you say is another step?
1: Awesome. I mean, I mean, I was just going to lay down two basic questions right now, two, two very realistic and smart questions that you can ask yourself when you're about to indulge in these things, or if you're thinking about it, you're about indulging in these things. So this is, a, this is what I like to call a cost-benefit analysis mm. uh, to, to some aspect, right? So two questions here. You're about to pick up the bottle. How am I bettering myself personally? If you're not, oh, maybe that's fine. But what's in it for me? Oh well, maybe there's maybe there's some maybe there's a a bunch of a bunch of girls out there that are also going to do the same thing. So for for so that, that that's a, That's a decent uh, that's a decent reason to do this tonight. Okay, that's totally fine, right? But if one of those two questions, how am I bettering myself, or what's in it for me, don't add up, then then there's no point in there's no point in uh, indulging. To be completely honest, like for example, um, uh, how, how am I bettering myself? If, if 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 you want to, if you haven't done anything for quite some time, you know you you haven't drank in a couple of weeks, you haven't smoked in a couple weeks, whatever. Um, uh, you got a, you got a headache. You've just had a stressful day, and you're one of those people that actually get very relaxed when you smoke a joint. Um, maybe you will be bettering yourself on that night when you come home and you and and you take that toke, as opposed to smoking six blunts. You know that's not really the, okay. the move there. But um, if you're if you're gonna relax a TV show. Maybe, maybe to uh, to what, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, relax yourself, um, uh, decompress, decompress. You sit yeah. on the couch, you you take a couple of hits of that joint, and you watch your favorite TV show. Right now, that's fine. That maybe in in that particular moment, then you're, you're bettering yourself there. But if those two questions don't add up, if there's nothing in it for you, um, uh, if you're not going out having a good time with your friends, uh, if there's no big event going on, if it's not a holiday, you know, like. I don't know, man, doesn't really, doesn't really add up to me. Like I just, when I personally, when I do these things in this day and age, in my current state, I like to ask myself those two questions because that normally gives me a pretty solid answer of, of what I should really be doing in that given circumstance.
0: Yeah, for sure. Dude, I'd love that. i love that. And it's, it, it could be a roadmap, not just for the drugs and alcohol, but for anything in your life, right? Like picking up the phone or fucking dicking off on Facebook, which is uh, admittedly I definitely have a fucking problem with um, for sure. And I'm actively working on that shit every day. Um, and I'm asking myself these same questions and really doing the work. Um, but anyways, that's a, that's a tangent for another time. Uh, but it, it allows you to, again, get more data points and more understanding of yourself and why you're doing it. Um, because if the, it really, again, if you don't know why you're doing something, like, and you just kind of take it as face value, you're going to continue to do that thing over and over again. Especially if you're someone listening to this podcast, again, you're someone who wants to have a good life, who wants to have a meaningful life. And in the end of the day, I believe if you want to have a meaningful life. The one thing, the one rule that you have to have for yourself is, and I, I take this from Tom Billy, you credit to him is that you have to have the, the rule that it's, I only do and believe that that moves me towards my goals. So in the end of the day, like if your goal is to, you know, be someone who is present in your relationships, who, you know, is fully like there um, in your job and and really enjoying life and being fulfilled, if that's like your number one goal, then excessive drinking and excessive escapism is not going to help you. However, to Ryan's point, I love how you said the good side of it too, is because like, if you're going out with your friends and you want to get drunk and your goal is to have, you know, a good shared experience with your friends, then yes, drinking in that case is going to help you for sure. But here's the caveat. If you say I'm just drinking because everyone else is drinking, there's a little bit of a fucking red flag there. What's the benefit of that? The benefit is like, you get people to like you, but not authentically. Exactly. So it's doing that. I love that cost benefit analysis. Cause it really just says like, what's like the return on the investment that I'm going to get on this. And when investment, I don't mean just money, right? Like, obviously you're going to save money if you don't drink and smoke, but I'm talking about your time. Right. And I'm talking about like the, the state of consciousness that you're in during those time periods. Right. Because let me tell you, like, a mo, like five minutes drunk is obviously going to be way different than five minutes sober. And if five minutes sober, you're going to have a better experience of life. What's the better return on investment of your time? And time is the most precious commodity, the most precious currency that we have. So asking yourself that question is not just a matter of what's, what's the return on investment of my money, but what's the return on investment of my time, my emotions, my relationships. All those things. Ask yourself that every time you do that. I love that man. That was really great. And you said you had a second point or did you just kinda of No, cover- no.
1: I mean those, those are just the those are just the two questions. And I mean like 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 I, I, I totally get it. Like uh the the old saying like no uh no good story ever start started with uh well I was eating a salad and uh you know I did this <laughs> or that. Like um like I like I totally get that. Like it's it, it definitely resonates with me a lot and um I love going out and, you know, shooting the shit, but like like I said, like what's in it for me, how's this going to make me better? Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm really not, I'm really not for it, you know?
0: Yeah. I love that. And what, one thing that kind of came to mind to me in terms of another sign that things might be going, Ari, is it, or Ari, Ari, whatever the fuck. Um, but a I, I don't know. Anywho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know what that word is, honestly, but yeah, I don't even fuck it. I, apparently, I don't know either, but, uh, Fucking one of the things that also is a sign that you have a problem because this was for me and this like goes at me for a lot of things in my life um, that I know that I have a problem with is are you constantly thinking about this thing? Are you thinking about it in your day-to-day life when you wake up, you know, when you're with your girlfriend or boyfriend, or, you know, when you're with your friends, are you constantly thinking about that thing? Because let me tell you in high school, all I ever gave a shit about was drinking and smoking and doing drugs and partying. Literally it'd be Monday and I'd already be thinking about, oh man, I can't wait to fucking drink this weekend. I can't wait to fucking smoke. I can't wait to get fucking lit. Like that was all I think about. And literally people would ask me, what do you like to do? Like as your hobbies and I would literally say would be i like to drink and smoke that was my fucking answer like i swear and so like that was a, that was what i loved to do and i was fucking kidding myself because i was like yeah i love to do this shit but like deep down i didn't and um knowing that i was always thinking about that thing like that was one of the first times like, damn, I really have a problem with this. Um, so take mental inventory of how much it pops up in your head. Like, is it distracting you from the important things? And like, you know, like, sometimes it's hard to turn off those thoughts, but at least just having awareness of it and just being like, oh shit, like I'm always thinking about this thing. Like that could also mean that you have a problem, not from the sense of like you're obsessed with it, but from the sense again, that it's robbing you of the precious moment and opportunity that we have here on life. Right, because if you're always thinking about it, you're not fully engaging in what you're currently present in. And if you're not present, your fucking whole life's going to be not only a mess, but you're going to miss out on your life. And you don't want to fucking miss
1: out on your life. I mean, in in relation to in relation to drinking, like this might be a little off topic, but um, drinking feels pretty good, right? Having three, four, five, jacking up to six, seven, eight beers, being drunk feels pretty good in the moment. But you know what feels a lot worse in the totally opposite. Spectrum is that hangover anxiety. Oh my God, what did I do last night? Yeah. I don't even want to know. Don't even tell me. Don't even tell me. I, I don't, I'm gonna delete everything off my phone. I don't. That is the worst thing ever. I, I never want to have to. I genuinely don't want to. Exp- I mean, it's probably going to happen at some point or another again. But like, just the. I mean, that would happen every weekend. It's like, oh God. Th- there. There was. That is the ultimate anxiety that you can have when you don't remember something and people are telling you a story of something that you did when you're in a completely altered state of consciousness for, like, that is just, that is another reason to just be like, whoa, like, I know I might do this again. And uh, I got to back off, I got to have that one or two, three beers, maybe, or maybe I just don't got to drink at all tonight. Because it seems like everybody else around me is in that state of mind. Or it seems like everybody else is doing this, doing that. And I don't really want to partake in.
0: Yeah, dude. uh, Yeah, that is a very, very good point. Like, I can tell you, like, the moment that i was able to take back my saturday and sunday mornings was a fucking game changer and like not like it's funny because everyone talks about like sunday scaries right weekends are so productive i mean like you sleep till
1: what one two p.m yeah to, to go out and guess what like you're probably not you're probably not done with anybody anyway you know what i mean yeah. like it's just like it, it, to, to, the weekends are a sacred time for a reason because you get things done and you're not working for most of us. Right. Um, I mean, some that might not be the case with whatever your situation is, but uh, weekends, you want to be doing productive things, fun things, family, friends, girlfriends, whatever. And you don't want to be spending half the day sleeping or most of the day hungover. Like, do you really want to do that? Like just take it down and not have a few beers and then, and go from there. You know, I mean, what were you, what were you saying? I interrupted you for a second.
0: No, I was, I was just like basically saying that like, you know, there's, there's a thing called like Sunday scaries and it's interesting because. Why do you have to experience that? It's in your, it's in your power to not let that happen. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. uh, And I, and I have a theory about Sunday scaries. Like I get it. Like you know, some people, you know, definitely worry about like doing, you know, going back to their jobs on Monday. That's like, that's what Sunday scaries is labeled as, right? Like going back to your job on Monday, going back to the real world. But even when I was in this job that I fucking hated um, in uh, Wisconsin uh, before the job I'm in currently now, like I fucking hated that job, man. But I never once got the Sunday scaries. And I think there's a reason for that. And it's, yes, it has to do with relating to not drinking for me personally, but I don't think it's the drinking in itself of that. When I didn't drink, I it gave myself not only more time but more energy to do the things that I really wanted to do with my life in those weekends. And so I saw the Sunday scare like like it would be Sunday yeah. night, and I saw the Monday. I would reflect back and be like, "Damn, it was a good weekend. I did what I wanted to do. I enjoyed it. I made the most out of it. I'm happy about it." My theory is, and I never once had Sunday scaries, even with you know, this fucking job that I hated going to every single day. I fucking hated it, but I never had the Sunday scaries. And I think it's because I made the most out of the weekend. So I don't think Sunday scaries is specifically an exclusive response towards going to work on Monday. I think it's because a lot of people don't really wanna get all fucked up and trashed deep down on a subconscious level. And they feel like they wasted that weekend in some way, shape or form. Like being in that ultra state of consciousness instead of doing what they actually wanna do. Because here's the fucking reality. And I might be projecting on some people, but this is just like for me, one of the only reasons why I went out and drank on the weekends is because I wanted to be accepted by my friends who also drank is because I wanted to be around them. And I thought that that would be the only thing that would lead to happiness in life. Cause it's like, Oh, well, my friends are doing it. I might as well do it as well, but deep down inside, it's not what I wanted to fucking do with my life. And so I conformed and when you conform and when you do shit that doesn't actually appeal to who the fuck you are and what you want to fucking do with your life at the expense of other people, quote unquote, liking you, not only are those people going to like you for a false sense of, who you are, but you're going to feel that sense of anxiety within yourself, that voice that's always screaming, yo, you need to fucking take care of your life. Like this is your fucking life, not their life. And I think that's what caused the Sunday scaries. Is I love that that. Screaming to be like, yo, you need to do something because if you fucking hate your job anyways, you're going to be stressful. But then at the same time you wasted that weekend. So subconsciously this voice is telling you, Hey man, no matter what you're fucked, you're doing things that you don't like. And I think that's where Sunday scaries come from. So I never really thought about it until now on this podcast, but like, that's what I really think so. Like I, I cause I'd never had it once when I was sober, even though I fucking like, like when I tell you I was miserable at this job, oh my God, it was fucking miserable, but I never once. You're, like,
1: you're like itching to get out of your chair. No, I, I totally know what you mean. You just, you just jumping out of your skin thinking about it or sitting there at work. Yeah. I, t- I totally get it. Yeah. But anyway, go, going off that, like, like dude waking up on, or, or like even waking up on Sunday at like, 1 p.m. and being like wow like what did I do all weekend uh I did uh uh like I just I mean we went to the get some food like dude you didn't do anything you just drank all weekend you know like right. it wasn't it, is that really gonna make a memory no but probably going to um the park five towns over with a couple of your friends and you know doing xyz might make a better memory you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's just that's just the way you got to think about it. I, I feel like,
0: yeah, it's like, what do you really want to be doing with your life? And, and asking yourself. And I think again, like, like this, I think I've said this on almost any podcast that we've been on um, together. And I say this on mostly all my solo casts as well, because it's such an important point. Like define what the fuck you want for your life, because it's going to be a compass on your actions and not just your actions and your like all actions, but specifically towards drinking and smoking. Is drinking it's smoking funny that you say that
1: though. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, no, what were you going to say? I'm curious. It's just funny that you say that because at the time, um, at least for myself and like some of the listeners may be feeling this too, like like I didn't have any direction or know what I wanted. So oftentimes, like I was the ringleader in that situation. I was genuinely not conforming to what other people wanted to do. I was the guy who wanted to go out and get drunk. Mm. I was the guy who wanted to get super shit-faced. I was the guy who was like, hey, drink more, blah, 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 like – like i didn't really have any definitive goal or whatever, so I just went out like, i was i was hey, I, I was good at drinking and I was good at getting people to drink with me you know and i was i, I was and, and and I'm a totally different person now, but um it's just funny that you say that because it's totally opposite ends of the spectrum, right, like you did it to like hang out with because your friends were going to think a certain way of you, and I was literally the one who was like, "Hey, man, come do this with me because Quite honestly, I'm a pretty good time when I'm drinking. So, but, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have no no doubt about that. No doubt about that, man. Yeah, like, and yeah, that was definitely the motivation for me. It's cool to see the two different ends of the spectrum because, like, it's different for everybody, right? Like, even like someone listening right now might be drinking for completely different reasons than us two, for sure. Um, and like another obviously thing for me was I was escaping reality. I was absolutely miserable in my life, um, and so I needed to really get that in check. Um, but anyways, like. In, in terms of like, like, let's just say the person right now, they're listening, they're like, fuck, like, oh my God. Like, I, I really don't, you know, I, I have all these things, but like, does it really matter? Like, I still feel fulfilled. I still feel good and everything. And so I want to, before we kind of go into like the reasonings behind, you know, why we took the specific approaches that we did on our ends in terms of curbing the drinking and curbing the smoking, um, you taking, you know, the moderation amount, me taking the complete stone cold sober amount. I want to talk about like, what's the reason why it bars fulfillment. And, you know, it's kind of like a recap of what I was saying before, but it's so true. It's more times than not drinking and smoking in copious amounts don't align with who you want to be. And um, I'm always someone that says like, there is something inside of you that knows where you want to be and what you want to do. It might not be a tangible idea. It might not be something that's like an exact plan for your life. But there is at least a yearning for something that you want to do in your life. Whether it's a certain hobby, whether it's a business, whether it's a certain career, whether it's a certain skill set, whether it's a certain relationship, whatever it is, there is something inside you that knows what it wants. And if you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what I want. Bullshit. If a fucking fairy godmother came into your room right now and said, I can fucking give you whatever life you want. You would have a fucking answer. You would have an answer. And it might not be the right answer, but at least it's in answer. And that's the whole point. And the point is that is that that voice far often than not for most people does not involve copious drinking does not involve copious amounts of alcohol. And we rarely listen to that voice. And when we do take too much, drugs, or we do drink ourselves to death, we not only go against that voice, but we suppress it even more. And when you suppress that inner voice inside you telling you what things to try, the things that you've always been interested in, the life that you want to live, you're slowly drowning it out. And when that voice gets quieter, your life gets less fulfilled. Believe me, I've fucking been there. It's dark. It's scary. So you not only want to moderate yourself from those things to give that voice light, but by freeing up the time that you're not under the influence and not doing those things, it gives you more time to act on that voice because you can listen to that shit all you want. But if you're not acting on it and doing it with that extra time that you have on the weekends, not drinking or that extra time at night, not chilling or smoking or anything like that, you start to get to that more fulfilling path in life. So that's why I think. I, I, I totally
1: understand what you're saying about, uh, about like, if if a fairy god came, fairy godmother came into the room and said like what do you want to do with with your life like um, I understand what you're saying there but I actually think that like especially like younger people that that haven't had a lot of life experience and things like that like they genuinely don't know what they wanted to do and if some, if uh, if something that that might interest them later down the road a couple of years down the road like hit them with a ton of bricks at you know this point call it 2017 versus 2020 they might be like not even realize it. You know what I mean? Like just genuinely not know what their direction is. So like, that's why there's where this comes in. This is a, this is a shortcut to not a shortcut. This is a distraction from, from, uh, pursuing these, uh, opportunities, making these new experiences, creating these memories and learning new things that, that helps you find, uh, find that passion, find that purpose, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I, I love that you made that distinction. Very, very true. Is that people genuinely don't know what they want. Um. My kind of point is like, the voice is always telling you where to go. It might not be the right answer, yeah, but I, it needs to right spark, you know? No, no. But you're a thousand percent right. Like there's some people who are like, yeah, like, you know, I'm saying an answer, but I don't know if it's the right thing or not. That's fine. It, it doesn't matter whether or not it's the fucking right answer or not. The fact is like you go explore it. And that's why I said the action part is so key because listen, there's things inside of me. Like that told me like my inner voice told me is like, yeah, like go on wall street and make money. But I found out there's the wrong path, but I would have never known if I didn't go out and actually act on it and do it, you know? And I think that like, we don't even act on the voice and the voice is not necessarily always right, but at least it's something that gives you, like you said, more life experiences and everything. And you can't rack up more life experiences to kind of relate it if you're always drinking and smoking and everything. And listen, like, again, it might help you to do it. And, and one thing that I, I'm going to leave listeners with at the end of this, cause it's a, it's a upcoming preview for an episode that I'm doing later down the road. Um, um, but anywho, um, that's just kind of like my two cents about it, but why would you say that, um, you know, over, over drinking and smoking too much pot or doing too much drugs hinders fulfillment?
1: Uh, I mean, you're, you're not in your, we were born a certain way. We were born to think clearly. We were born to, uh, reason in our own sober, uh, non altered state of consciousness mind. And I mean, that's a really powerful thing. The brain is incredibly powerful. And once you inhibit that, uh, you're not able to achieve every, everything mentally, physically, emotionally that that you can achieve in the sober state. So, I mean, that's just, uh, um, being you're not, I mean, there's no, not a single person on this world that if they were to be, um, uh, Constantly, um, on in an altered state of consciousness versus constantly sober and, and doing things that actually are fulfilling, whether whether it's hard things or uh, a, a job that they love or being with a loved one are going to be more happy in the altered state of consciousness. I, I just I just don't think that's the, that's the case. But anyway, um, I actually wanted to go re- real quickly into into one thing that um that I kind of felt feel is really important when making that this like determining when that time is to switch when that time is to like after you notice you had something wrong uh or how to figure out where you want to go right so you're kind of like 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 you you're 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 caught in this life you're abusing drugs you're you're drinking too much so actually what i did and what i encourage a lot of you guys to do is is find the absolute opposite spectrum of whatever you're doing is, even if you're not doing drugs or alcohol and, and, and you're kind of lost in life, find the ap- absolute opposite spectrum of what that is. Right. So like mine was all these success entrepreneur um, uh, self-development gurus and, and people who just overcome crazy adversity. So that was my, that was my 10, uh, 10 steps in the opposite direction. Right. Um, from like where I was just like totally like out of my mind degenerate. And uh, to, to investigate every two levels in between. Mm. So go, to, go see what's, uh, you know, you don't have to go to the, totally, I mean, check out the opposite side of the section, but keep coming down the ladder and seeing what other things are out there, seeing, open up your mind to more, to greater horizons and other potential things, you know, like, like what, what when you think of what, what's the opposite of, of a drug addict, I don't know, somebody like David Goggins, right? So just go, go in between those levels. Uh, of 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 whatever it is that that you're struggling with, and and, and then just go from there. You know, like write it out. It, it's just uh, I because I found that I actually thought I loved this life that I was living. Obviously, like didn't love this life. I was just living in a total like facade. But um, that I loved five. I love 50 times more the complete opposite of what I was doing. And I didn't realize that until I actually experienced it. I never thought in a million years, when I was 19 years old, that I would pick up a book um, uh, about overcoming adversity and and dealing with difficult circumstances. And then that would, that would propel me to to go directly to that route and directly all of those things. So I don't know. Did that make any sense? I think that made some fucking sense, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just speaking to myself here,
0: but. No, that made fucking great sense. And it goes back to your point. And it's something that I definitely get a question a lot from, from people who listen to this podcast is like, I want a life of fulfillment. Like I'm ready to like quit drinking or, you know, mitigate drinking or mitigate smoking, but I don't know what the fuck to do. And I love that. That's a great roadmap, man, to literally like, find the right path i love that like go go the exact opposite just get new experiences and, and get those under the belt that is fucking amazing i love i've never heard that before it's so- like it's like if you have a certain political belief yeah. like
1: don't just like say i hate you because you like x candidate or whatever be like all right maybe i should go explore why this guy thinks this it's the same concept you're exploring a totally opposite realm and that yeah. runs your horizons you know what i mean like it's you have to the more open-minded you are and the more your horizons are expanded and the more knowledge you can gain, the the better you're going to be able to understand things and, and therefore put that into play in life.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I love that. I love that. Like, even if it's something that, you know, is something that is completely against what you have been doing, but you've never experienced, it's giving yourself that experience in itself to rightfully say you don't like that thing. Right. Because a lot of people will say, Oh, like, I I don't like that thing. And it's like, you don't like, why not? And they're like, oh, I just don't. And it's like, wait, have you ever even tried that? And they're like, no, nah. yeah, yeah, like, you. The uh, uh, you, you don't like that. What? It's like, goddamn. They're like, I don't think I would like it. It's like, how the fuck do you know? Like, I thought that I would hate running and I fucking love that shit. Like once I actually dove into it, you know? Um,
1: it is, it's funny. Like, like I, I'm, I'm into all this like adventure, like, uh, endurance you know like uh workout stuff and like my girlfriend likes to work out but like she's not she never went on like a super long hike or never like did any of that that crazy stuff but like i'm literally gonna bring her and be like hey like just come do this with me and 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 then if you hate it we'll never do it again but i want to see if you learn anything from it and if you broaden your horizons you think a different way and i mean we we and 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 everybody should do that you know like maybe maybe not with your significant another but just like go explore other things. And, and, and then you open up your mind to other possibilities.
0: Yeah, 100%, dude. I'd love that, man. Well, I hope your girlfriend likes it because that would be dope. But at the same time... She's going to like it. Mom. She's going like <laughs> <laughs> to like it. But yeah, man, that's awesome. And like, even like I do the same, like here's a fucking interesting story. Like I know we're on a little bit of tangent, but like, it, it's like I think it relates to that because a lot of people who do over drink or do over smoke are a little lost in their life. And honestly, a great book for people who are really struggling with this. It's so interesting we brought up this topic because I just finished the book, um, Finding Ultra by Rich Roll. Fucking incredible book. This guy was,
1: was a lawyer, right? He was a you know, lawyer
0: until a successful lawyer, but he was also an alcoholic. Yes, yes. An alcoholic because he knew deep down inside he wanted to do greater things, such as like ultra endurance running and everything like that. Um, but he he never really embraced it. And once he got sober, he was able to become an ultra athlete and you know lose all this weight. And that's directly related to exactly what we're talking about. Directly, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So that's a great book to read. Um, not just for ultra runners, but for like. Fucking, I love that book. That book is, that that's the best book I've read all year for sure. Um, but anyways, what I was about to say was like similar thing to you. So for years, I always said that I fucking hated country music. Hated country music, like with the fucking passion. I
1: saw that. I saw you posted that the other. Day. Country music's awesome, man. If you don't like country music, it's because you haven't listened to enough of it. Yes. That's- yeah, dude. Like, and I was like the typical guy who would Matt Pierce. If you're listening to this, that's my buddy. Doesn't like country music. Anyway, keep going.
0: Doesn't like. Yeah, listen to it, man. Cause like my my girlfriend, she uh, she listens. She's huge in country music. Um, she even does like country two step, which like. I didn't even know that people did like beforehand. Um, But I was like, you know what? I'm going to start checking it out. Like, I'm just going to see like what it is and, you know, check it out. And dude, I'm fucking rocking country every day now. And I'm fucking liking it, dude. And I even started doing some country two-step with my girlfriend, like something that I would have never thought I'd be able to do or be actually doing, you know, in years. Because I always had that predisposition of like, oh, country sucks. It's weird. It's blah, blah, blah. But then I caught myself and I was like, I never actually experienced it and gave it a chance. And once I did, I found that I loved it. Um, so anyways, that's something too. And that goes with life in general. Like if if you're confused on what path you're at, yes, the strategy that you said is an amazing first part. Um, I always say like, too, like one thing that helped me to really get on the track was what I do. Number one, first and foremost, is I like get myself in a real peak state. Um, so like for me, like, that's just like, like getting just super jazzed up and, and really in the state of like excitement and, and resourcefulness and, happiness and fulfillment. And there's a, like, you know, search of Tony Robbins how to change your state. He'll tell you how to get into the actual state, but you get yourself in this peak state and then you put on this like music. That's like really like, like, this is what I did. And I'll never forget the day. Like you put on music. That's just like pretty like fucking pump up, no lyrics, like something that's just like, you know, pretty inspirational music. And you just start thinking, you just start writing down all the stuff that you'd like to do in your life. And, and when you're in that state, that, you access the parts of your brain that pull out those things that you want to do. Right. But, but really are inundated by these low energy States that you don't, that you usually live in, especially when you're drunk or you're high or anything like that. So you pull out all these things and like, again, they don't have to even be things that you know, you're going to like, they just got to be interests. So like for me, like I had a, my list, I was like, you know, I want to fucking, you know, hike Mount Everest. I want to fucking, you know, learn how to play the fucking drums. I want to fucking- hike Mount Everest too, bro. Well, I don't know. So, so hold on. You're gonna hike and you're not taking me with you? Hold on, hold on, man, hold on. <laughs> so, like, I, I mean, I would like to. Like, it's an interest for sure. But I don't know. But the, anyways, so uh, I'll I'll kind of get to that one because that one specifically is interesting. Um, so you write down like all the things that have like some sort of an interest in your mind. And then you go through at the end of this whole thing and you commit to like at least making progress on some of those in a year. Like for me, and it doesn't matter, like don't judge yourself for how big or how small those things are. Like I remember the things for me was like, number one, first and foremost, start a podcast. Um, I really want to start a podcast. Number two is go to a Tony Robbins seminar. Um, Number three was like, start my own business. Number four was like, um, run ultra marathons. Like there was like a bunch of shit on there. And what I did, like I had a list of like fucking 30 or 40 things. Like you want to take like 10 minutes to kind of write all this shit down. And when you're in that peak state, like you start pouring all this shit out. And then what you want to do is because the sad truth of life is you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything. And that's the fucking reality. So in the end of the day, you just have to force yourself to pick some things to at least try and pursue. Okay. Now it doesn't mean you have to lock yourself into those things. It's simply just to put you on a path to see if you like those things, to really see if you engage with them. And like, for example, like hiking Mount Everest for me, I put that on there and like, I thought about it a little more. And I was like, "Mm, like, that would be nice. But these other ones seem like they might be a little more interesting to me. So I'm going to kind of focus on those now. And I'm going to keep that in the bank in case one of these don't work out. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's an interest, but again, there's that depressing quote on life is you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Um, And And instead of getting overwhelmed by the choices and being bogged down by that, just pick a few and see if you like it. Like for me, one thing that I absolutely did not like that I thought I was going to like a lot more was trading. Like, I thought I was going to like trading a lot more, but I don't like, I really don't, I don't fucking like trading. Um, I I think it's, it's too fucking stressful for me. Like it's, it's too numbery. It's too like mathematical. Like I, I don't really deal with numbers too well. So I was like, fuck that. I don't want to do it. Like, even though I put it down, like I want to be like a day trader, tried it out. Didn't fucking work. Did I get mad yeah. about it? Yeah, I was pissed at the waste of time. But I use that as a data point. To say, okay, move on to the next thing. Look down that list, yeah, yeah, pick yeah, yeah. something else, and guess what it was? Fucking running. And here we are. And I was like, boom, hooked, running fifty miles, a thousand plus miles later. <laughs> thousand plus miles later, and a lot of fucking trauma to the legs. Here we are. Yeah. But anyways, that's. I like that we put that in there. Good that we brought it up. But anyways. Anyway, um, so like,
1: I, I I guess we can start wrapping up here. I mean, I would honestly just say like one final thing uh is like when you're when you're in this when you're in this uh state of like going back and forth like you know using drugs and alcohol like too often uh one one key sign that you know that you should stop or that you know that your your mindset may be changing a little bit is that when uh, like someone wants you to do drugs or or uh, do drugs or drink with them and, uh, you find yourself second guessing, Hey man, just follow that gut every single time. Mm. If you don't want to do it, don't, don't reason with yourself. Don't reason with them. Just, just don't do it. There, there's no reason to do it. Um, especially like when you're second guessing yourself, because normally that, that gut instinct is, is the truth. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say. We can, we can, we can, we can get a little summary going here and wrap it up, I guess. Right. Yeah.
0: And before we get into the summary, let's just talk about like why we took the steps that we did or why we took the paths really briefly in case like someone's like, Oh, like, do I go Joe's route where I just cut it out completely or do I go Ryan's route? So I'll kind of explain my perspective on it. Um, So for like, I think it all depends on like just knowing yourself and knowing. Exactly. That's the number one thing.
1: Can you do this without causing massive debauchery trauma or any, or Chaos in your life. That that's the that's the number one uh telltale sign. Or like or you know what I'm saying? Like
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Like for me, like I, I just know um like I'm a very guy of extremes. I'm very, very rarely a guy of balance. Like it's either like I fucking go all in or I'm all out. Now that helps me in some areas of my life, but it also hurts me in some areas of my life. But that's how generally like I am. It's something that I actively work on and everything, but because I know that's where I'm at now. Um, I know that like, if I do get on the path to drinking, I'm going to have a really hard time for me to like really moderate it, like really, really moderate it. And like, same thing goes for dieting for me. Like, you know, like when I cheat, I cheat hard, but like when I'm clean, I'm super fucking clean. So, uh, or like when I'm like really fucking engaged, I'm really engaged when I'm lazy. I'm also really fucking lazy. So like, it's like, I, I just know that I don't have those polar opposites. Um, and I like just having the extreme. So for me, like I just had to make the tough decision to be like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna cut it out completely. Interestingly enough too, dude, like, and I've always thought about like, you know, maybe I'll have a glass of wine here or there, but here's what what keeps me from doing it. Is because I your actually have- is
1: lined up with the fact that you don't drink. What's up? Because your identity is lined up with the fact that you're just not a drinker anymore, I feel
0: like. Right? Yes, for sure. But it's like, it's actually something like a little weirder. So I have this recurring nightmare I'm not kidding you once every two weeks recurring nightmare where I'm out with friends or I'm out with something and I'm drinking. And then I realize I'm drinking and I realize I made the broken promise to myself and I literally wake up in like, That's powerful. That's I wake powerful. up in sweats, man. Like I, I wake up like heavy breathing, like holy shit. Did I fucking drink like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, not because like, I'm afraid of like the path that I'm going to go down, but I broke that fucking promise to myself. And yeah,
1: that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. You're, you're, you're out of line with your identity and that's not what you yeah. want to do. You know, For like sure. you have one set, one set self belief about yourself. You know what I mean? Like,
0: exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the part of my identity and that's, you know, why I like, yeah, I changed that. I, I went from yeah. someone who identified as someone who is a partier and a drinker and everything like that. And now I identify as someone who's sober. Right. And um, I've mentioned it before on here, the contra- controversial view I have in terms of the 12-step program. It's ironic enough because Rich Roll, I believe, he, he considers himself a permanent alcoholic. Um, it works for some people. I'm just sharing what works for me. But my belief is that like when you do that, you know, you, you're still identifying yourself as an alcoholic and you're kind of making yourself more vulnerable. But anywho, that was the reason why I did it. So if you're a person of extremes and you know it, um, I would say don't just go flat out Turkey right away. Cause the way that I did it was I broke it up in one month increments. So I remember the last day I drank was like November of 2017, November, 2017. And uh, it was literally right after a work party. I got fucking smashed off of wine and I just felt like shit the next day. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm just tired of feeling like shit. I'm just going to stop drinking for a month and see how I feel stopped drinking for a month. It was amazing. I felt so good. I got so much done. And I was like, all right, like, I'm just going to take it on month two. And and at this time, my goal, my goal was not to stop forever. My goal was not to stop forever. Like, mind you that I would just wanted to see what it was like, again, going to our points before of just trying things out. Um, so I tried out two months and I felt amazing. Try out three months. I felt amazing. And I felt so fucking good. And I still do this day so good that I don't see a reason to go back. I don't see a reason to go back. Um, and I want to keep feeling that good. And I have big goals for myself. It doesn't support the goals that I want to do in my life. So if that resonates with you, I would say follow my path, but I'm not telling you to do that because you got to know yourself. And so Ryan takes a different path. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, So my path, I mean, I'm also very much so a person of extremes, but, but not to the extent,
0: uh, no, you're just fucking stronger than I am. (laughs) No, no, actually, see, see, I I am very much
1: so a person of extremes. Uh, like, I, but more so to the fact that I just go all in on one thing. So like right now it's um, like a, a, a fitness and like building some type of business with fitness, not some type of business, the online training business. And um, uh, like that, that, that's what I'm focused on. But um, I can, I can handle other things in small amounts
0: mm-hmm.
1: as, as long as I can, I can consciously kind of observe what I'm doing and uh, I can put myself in a, in, into check really, really quick. So like, like if I have, if I have one night of going overboard, for example, like uh, if two, two months down the road, I have one night where I get really shit faced, I probably won't drink for, for, for two, three months. You know what I mean? It's just like, I can, that's, I'll, I'll, I can get myself out of that state uh, very easily. But like, you know, in the, in the future, especially after 75 hard, I'll be able to have, um, uh, you know, a couple drinks, maybe three times, four times a month. And uh, and and I'll just be totally fine. But uh, I, I I don't know. I, I just like to I like to keep that option open, and I know that I have the ability to control myself because I've gar- uh, gathered this self control. Garnish is that the right word? Maybe over um, over the last you know two years. But I, I used to lack self control a lot. But I, I just ha I feel like I've developed it a lot. So I I, I just put that into play when it comes to drinking. And you know it seems to work out because every single time I black out. I mean, every single
0: time I drink, sorry. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't black out anymore. And that wasn't the case four years ago. So that's pretty much me. I mean, that's, and that's it, man. Let's, uh, you want to give him a quick summary?
0: Yeah, let's give a quick summary. So, Number one, first and foremost, I think the first thing that you have to do is assess how many times realistically are you drinking or are you smoking and like count in those like small little casual glasses of wine. It doesn't have to be like when you're drunk, because like, even if you do something like really, really small over a frequent amount of time, still not good. So, um, with something like this, that is. So take note of how many times you're doing, you know, either drinking or smoking or taking drugs, whatever that is really check yourself on how many times you're doing it per week. That's number one. Number two, assess the motivation behind it. Assess why you're doing these things. Why, what's the motivation behind it? And then as Ryan said too, do a cost benefit analysis of it, like two things I like to ask myself, how am I bettering myself? What's in it for me? Now you can
1: elaborate those a little bit for the circumstance. Like it's totally fine to go out, have a couple of drinks with a friend every now and then, but uh, just, just don't go overboard, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those are great two questions to ask um the next thing that you want to do is really like find out what you want to do with your time otherwise like buy it right like now you know like let's and this is at the point like if you're at the point where it's like yep my motivation shit um for it like you know it's not worth my time like now i want to like start living my life is start to define for yourself, like what you want to do. You can take Ryan's method and just do like the polar opposite method. I fucking love that, which is really great. You can try the methodology where I said, where you put yourself in a peak state and then write down all the things and just tackle that list and just go for it, but whatever it is, define the next steps from there, because regardless, here's one thing that I found out just about, you know, any sort of addiction is that, you know, if you don't replace it with doing something, you're, you're, you're going to go to another harmful addiction. Now for me for a while, and I still, I still struggle with this. It's really, really tough for me to do it. Um, But for me, like one of the big things, and I was, I used to be way worse, way, way worse than I am now. So I'm definitely getting better. But, uh, for me it was the phone. Like I, I, I compulsively check my phone and, and, um, you know, I say compulsively now, I would just say a little more than I'd like to, but at the time when I saw the addiction, I compulsively checked my phone. Um, and I was doing other new stuff, but I knew that I had to have something else in there to alleviate that thing. And that's why that step is so important, not only from a step of replacing your habits, but from a step place of fulfillment, because the whole goal of doing something else is to be fulfilled is to live a more meaningful life is to live the life on your terms and the way you do that is by making time for it and when you're not excessively drinking you're not excessively smoking you can do that for sure and then it says how you want to take it from there so if Ryan's method resonated with you and you're way tougher than I am in terms of self-discipline and know that you can't go off the rails like 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 for me I'm a fucking freight train and I know it um so like I just go fucking cold turkey but if you know that you can really stop yourself after having that first one like yeah, go Ryan's method. There's no right method. There's no wrong method. Um, if you drink or smoke once, it's not bad. And let me tell you this too. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to share this on here. Cause fuck it. Why not? Um, I know in February, this is, a, this is an upcoming preview episode. Um, me and my friend, we are going to go to Joshua tree national park and, uh, um, we're going to, we're going to indulge in some plant medicine. So, um, oh God, don't get me started. Yeah. So like I, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. So like I, uh, um, And it's funny because like a lot of people are like, oh, like you're the sober guy. Yeah, I'm a sober guy, but my motivation behind this is I really want to heal. Um, I have some traumas that come up. Um, I want to get to know myself better. I want to um, really learn, go into the depths of my mind that can't really be accessed on this state of consciousness. Um, And I've also heard very good things about plant medicine. So it relates to our conversation. Like my motivation behind this is to heal. It's not to fuck around. It's not to get high. It's not to fucking, you know, get fucked up. It's to heal. And I'm not saying like, and like, you know, you're saying, oh yeah, well I'm doing alcohol and fucking weed to heal. Like weed. Yes, maybe. But alcohol, like let's, let's be fucking real here. Like the alcohol is you're not, not a- healing
1: anything. If you're smoking seven days a week either. Like I'm gonna tell you that much. Don't care who you are. You're not. All right. You're right. You're just not. You're it's right. not, it's not a, it's not a bullet wound healing up after, after six months. I'm just, it's just that simple.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also here too, I'm doing it once and then I'm never doing it again. Maybe you would do ayahuasca down the road, maybe, but I'm pretty fucking All scared. Right, I'll tell you right now, you're going to do it once, doing it once. Once you, once you experience that, you might, you, you might think
1: differently. Anyway, I'm not, I want to get into that. <laughs> Thank you guys for, uh, for, for tuning in today. Um, yeah. Uh, h- how does this benefit me? Uh, how does, how am I bettering myself? Uh, what is my motivation? How many times am I doing it? There you go. That's, that's pretty much it. But, uh, thank you very much guys. And, um, I hope you tune in for the next one. We got some, we got some good stuff coming up.
0: Yeah, we got some good fucking episodes and, uh, I always enjoy these. I think this was uh, one of our best to date for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions about episodes, always feel free to DM one shooter of
1: us suggestions. If you've gotten this far in the episode, shoot us suggestions. About anything. I am, I am open and vulnerable to talk about anything. And uh, please reach out to me whenever. If you guys want to talk about fitness, talk about whatever, want to grab a beer, I drink. So, you know, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want
0: to grab the beer, go to Ryan.
1: That <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I wasn't a dick at you, John. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but anyways, guys, so Ryan is on Instagram at ryewillsfitness and your personal account. And what is it again?
1: ryewills258, uh, I think. Uh-huh. I'm probably that
0: though. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, either or reach out to him and uh, I'm at Joe Corsion on Instagram. And uh, with that, everyone, we will see you again next Thursday um, on this co-hosted episode of The Hour of Fulfillment. And uh, always remember everyone, create a fulfilling life for yourself. Peace out.